Hello and welcome to Let It Be, a podcast about less doing and more being. This is episode 20. kick off by saying welcome back and I've missed you. Um, <laughs> um, listeners, I've joked before that the best thing about this podcast for me is that, you know, not just that I get to chat with Brooke, who is my great friend once a week, but the conversations that I have with her are the conversations I used to have with myself in my head. Um, and I've really missed having those conversations with another person. I've had to return to having them in my head. So, um, Yes. So um, why why have I not been able to chat with Brooke? She's been off traveling and that's what today's podcast is all about, travel. So Brooke, tell us, where have you been? Uh, We've been in Canada. My family and I uh, headed to Canada for about a month during April. And I miss you too. I really miss to have these conversations. I didn't want to leave you hanging there. This like, is, yeah, this is good to know. Like, yeah, make, make the love mutual. Come on. <laughs> I, I suppose I kind of miss you, girl. <laughs> I don't know. Your photos from Canada, I'm like, yeah, she's not missing anybody. <laughs> well, I mean, there is that. But I did, I did on a human level <laughs> miss people. <laughs> but we, um, we, we had a phenomenal time. We just we camped ourselves in uh, a town called Canmore in the Rockies in Alberta, and just based ourselves there. We hired an apartment for almost the month, and we did lots of day trips and a couple of really big, really big drives. We took the kids out to the dinosaur museum in Drumheller, which was phenomenal. And um, went skiing and snowboarding. We lucked in with the weather, actually. it's April's usually kind of the beginning of spring, but spring in the Rockies is usually still quite wintry on anyone else's terms. Mm-hmm. But it was like summer in the valley where we were staying. We were in shorts and T-shirts a lot of days. Oh, wow. But <laughs> up on the mountain, it was still winter, you know, and it was – we got lots of – we didn't get a lot of snow, but the snow that we had up on the mountain was nice and soft and um, – yeah, it was beautiful. We had days where we were snowboarding in t-shirts. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was. I will not lie. It was tough to come home. Canada's like my <laughs> my spiritual home. I think so. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was phenomenal. We we worked there um, years ago, about twelve years ago. Ben and I as lifties at a ski resort, and we still have lots of friends in in and around the area but we got quite a few of us back together for a bit of a reunion and that was so fun that was probably one of my favorite parts of the whole trip realizing that the friendships that I made when I was 21 still resonate and they still ring true even though I'm 34 so that was that was really beautiful and that is the beautiful thing about travel I think is I think those people that we meet when we are kind of away from you know, our home base or where, what we call home you, you know, when you're traveling you do tend to make hard and fast friendships so you make them fast but then they do often kind of stick around for quite a long time um so listeners brooke's a big traveler she loves it i, I am <laughs> i am less so i am a real homebody like, i love my home i love being at home i have a threshold of about 10 days being away from home before I really start to get ants in my pants and 
I just want to get home. Um, that said, I do, I do all, you know, I do still love traveling as much as it removes me from my daily routine and that kind of sends, you know, sets me all over the place. I do love going to other places and I have traveled a lot. Um, I used to do um, triathlon. So that took me all over the world. And yeah, as you just said, Brooke, um, the friendships that you make when you, and I guess, you know, you're traveling, there's usually some kind of mutual, um, I can't think of the right word, it's a mutual love that's Mm. involved in that travel. So I would travel for triathlon. So the places that we were going and the people I was going with, we had mutual interests and then we were able to share, share experiences. I think it's those experiences, like it's the shared experience that really connects people do you think yeah I do I do and I think uh particularly when it's tied to a place as well I mean for us it mm. was amazing to be back in such a phenomenal place as well as re kind of reconnecting with those people and we all had similar experiences and we all did a lot of growing up there too because we were all quite young mm, yeah and I think that I mean for me it was partly We'd finished uni and it was our first year out of uni and we'd worked, Ben and I had worked sort of full time for almost a year just doing some fairly ordinary jobs so we could save for this trip. So it was kind of like Mm. a gap year, but at the end of uni, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you know, we, we did the responsible thing and then took our gap year. (laughs) So we, we, for the first time we weren't shoved in a, a place like school or high school or even to a certain extent uni where the people who were surrounding you were kind of your peers and your friends and you just you made your space with those people like looking back I didn't have super long-lasting friendships from high school with a couple of exceptions because yeah they weren't necessarily my people and that's fine that's nothing against me or them it's just you know that the way it was and and for the first time I felt like we the world opened up and we got to figure out who we were and who our people were and when that actually connected was amazing and you know we feel incredibly lucky that we're still we're still friends with them and it, it felt like no time had passed at all and I do mm. think that part of that was the shared experiences and part of that was just feeling like we weren't weird anymore there was nothing <laughs> with us like we'd found our our tribe and the fact that it was in this incredible place was you know just a bonus yeah, I, I definitely agree that like when you are, you know, when you travel, so it's like kind of when you get away from home and you go somewhere that's not home, um, you, the people that you gravitate to, as you said, are not people that you're forced to be with. Like you you generally gravitate towards the people who are your people. And yeah, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, because that's the beautiful thing about travel is that you find people who aren't necessarily exactly the same as you. But I think it all comes back to the values, doesn't it? So you get to meet people that are not the same as you, are not the same as everybody else that you've always hung out with, but at their core they've got the same values. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think that's the kind of person you tend to gravitate to when you're away Absolutely. from home? Yeah, I mean I look at it just like this same example, this same group of friends, and we've all gone in really different directions, but – at the core, there's so many commonalities, which we couldn't possibly have been able to articulate 12 years mm. ago. But the things that we value, you know, like relationships and experiences and no one's materialistic and no one's egotistical and it's all really 
uh, like there's, there's a lot of alignment between you know how they want to live their lives and how we want to live our lives and it was amazing for me to understand to, to recognize that because again when we were 20 21 we wanted to party and think about not growing up ever and you know we we genuinely did not live an adult life <laughs> but we still share the same values you know 12 years later and I think there's that's a huge part to it because you can be drawn to people when you're traveling who you would never have crossed paths with in any yeah. other any other situation and can feel a, a really deep connection or alignment with them and and I think that gets back to values and you know the things that drive them yeah I think that's what I think I love most about about traveling and about meeting people is that these people that you meet they do kind of clarify things for you they do kind of reflect things back to you that you go oh yeah that is what's really important to me like I think that's the value in getting you know getting certainly for me someone who is really reluctant to leave home base every time I do it and I, I get away and I and I see the people that I meet while I'm away and I see the friendships that I make while I'm away it's kind of like a nice mirror to look into and it's almost this nice reminder of oh yeah that's right these are the things that are really important to me these are the values that I have and yeah, I always find it a very clarifying experience, but I do also really love coming home. <laughs> yeah, I think it's also partly, uh, for me anyway, because we get away from probably the same things that you find comfort in. Like, But for me, I get away from the daily like rhythms and, uh, you know, the, the things that I feel like are an additional weight on me. And I feel yeah. like when I travel, those things aren't there they're not they're not there to be dealt with or considered so I do feel a clarity but I think it's like a freedom from those things yeah and I (laughs) I want to keep that going (laughs) like I would happily travel forever I would be just an endless nomad um when you when you like you were saying you get antsy to come home after about 10 days is that because of your routine like you want to come back and you want to get back into your routine and and know what's coming and and where you're at yeah, very much so. I think like this is a, a yeah. I've trained myself over the years to get over it, but because um, otherwise I'm just a horrible person to travel with. Um, but travel legitimately challenges me in so many ways because I do love my routine. I do love knowing what's coming each day. I yeah. I don't like going with the flow, which is what you need to do when you travel so it's almost like when I travel I need to prepare my I need to and people listening to this probably is going oh my god you're such a loser just relax but um I need to in order to get the most out of a traveling experience I need to kind of prepare in advance so like a few good few years ago now before kids we we went I did the Paris Marathon and I um and then we aunt and I did a a trip around Europe with my mum and dad um and so I went because I was doing the marathon uh, and aunt was a teaching at the time so he couldn't get away from school any earlier I went ahead three days before mum dad and aunt and so I was in Paris by myself for those three days and so I really set myself up for those three days I was in my little hotel room my tiny little hotel room as they all are in Paris um and I was like, right, so these, you know, and I was kind of like, right, how am I going to structure my days? <laughs> and, and it sounds like, you know, 
Kelly, just relax and just do whatever, but that's not going to give me a great experience. And I, so, but I think that's because you like you know yourself and you know yeah. you know how you deal with you know different um, experiences and different places and and a change in routine. So there's nothing wrong with that. Like I don't think that's something you need to apologize for or feel bad about because as a result, you then get the best out of those days and those experiences and those travels. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Cool. Well, that's good to know because yeah, because in the end, because I did have really great days and I probably spent them really poorly given I was going to be running a marathon on the weekend. But, you know, I just, yeah, I had like little, you know, I'd go for my little run in the morning just to um, stretch my legs. But then I would just spend the rest of the morning just walking. And because I wasn't with anybody, I didn't, didn't have aunt or my parents with me at the time. Like they were the best days because I just went wherever I wanted like just and I literally just wandered around Paris for you know for three days and it was really lovely but I was able to kind of enjoy those three days and do those things because I kind of set myself up to do them in advance I think if I'd kind of just gone there with no plan or no idea about how I was going to do it I, I wouldn't have had those lovely three wandering kind of days so I think yeah, maybe anyone listening to this podcast who's a bit like me and, you know, likes their routine and likes things just so and finds ch- travel very challenging. Um, I think, like, as Brooke said, like, just know yourself and don't say – because there's no right and wrong way to travel, is there? No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Because, <laughs> you know, this is the thing, like, Aunt and I, like, and we, when we go anywhere, we're not, the, we're not those people who – we've got to maximize the most out of every no, day we've got to we. t- yeah, hit every single place that we want to be and I guess what we do is I guess maybe what would be classified as slow travel in that we'd like to go to one place we we try not to like a bit like what you guys did with when you went to Canada you have your home base and it's somewhere that you can tra- you know do big car trips from but you've got that home base to always come back to rather than moving from one place to another, which to me, that's a nightmare, going from one place to another and trying to hit everything. So we're, like, we, would, we will go out in the morning and wander around and do the sightseeing kind of things, but then generally speaking, we would use the afternoons to actually relax, um, which might seem like a waste like if you go to a beautiful country or a beautiful city and people are like what do you mean you don't go there to relax you go there to see it but that's what when we're on holiday or when we travel we we value that time so much because it's taking us away from very busy lives and it is allowing us to do something we don't get to do a lot which is just chill out (laughs) exactly and I think it you you do need to fight against that idea of wasting time Mm, you know yeah Uh, but (laughs) wasting the opportunity yeah you know and each to their own but Ben and I have done that style of travel where you're on the move every three days we did a trip through Europe uh it was at the end of our first Canadian trip like we just did around the world trip for a year and we did I think it was five or six weeks in Europe and we were on the move every two or three days with the exception of like a week maybe in Amsterdam and a few more days in Paris. But that was the longest that we stayed anywhere. And it was exhausting. It's just exhausting. And we were 21, 22 years old. Like we had all the energy in the world. Like the beer drinking probably didn't help. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was no – we didn't have kids. We didn't have like additional 
complications or anything like that. We, we had our own, our own kind of, you know, routine and decisions to make on any given day. And we really fell into that trap of, well, there's all these churches in, you know, in Rome and we need to go and see them all. And we looked at them all and most of them had scaffolding on them. And we're like, I'm sure this is really, I'm sure this is really very important, but it looks the same as the other tech. Pardon me, the other 10 churches I've seen yeah, today. Yeah, well, it's it's the box ticking, is it? It's a bit like going to see the Mona Lisa. Yep. Like, you know, you make the effort to go to the Louvre and go um, see the Mona Lisa and then you go, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like you think like, well, well, we can't be in Paris and not go and see it. And, and I think there is a certain element to that, but yeah. And you go and see yeah. it and you're like, oh. Okay. That, yeah, first of all, I can't get within 10 metres of it. Second of yes. all, there's 300 people here in front of me. And third of all, it's the size of a, you know, it's tiny. And it's, it looks better on the internet in photos. <laughs> <laughs> I, can see it, I can see it better on the internet. So, yeah, I think it's so interesting because, you know, it's, and that's pressure from other people, isn't it? It's like when you, you say, oh, yeah, we went to Paris. And they go, oh, did you it's go see this and go do. see that? Yeah. And, yeah. and then you go, oh, no, we, we didn't. And they just look at you. It's like, oh, that's how could you not have? And it's like, well, Paris is pretty big. <laughs> yeah, and there's a to... whole heap of really interesting <laughs> things to do there. But yeah. for me, some of my favorite memories of travel, and I recognize how fortunate I am to be able to even say these things, but, um, you know, they're not lining up to – walk through Notre Dame or, uh, you know, (laughs) climb a tower. It's sitting in a cafe or meeting local people or Mm. going to a park and reading a book. Those things are the things that really I remember. And that's totally my thing. And other people, if you're a massive history buff, then the the, the cathedral tours might be something that you will treasure forever. And I'm I'm not having a go at that way of, traveling or those things of interest it's just for me I when I asked myself why I was doing it the answer was because I thought that I needed to and when I took that pressure away and just started traveling in the way that we wanted to travel which is much more like you guys where we go and do something in the morning maybe chill out in the afternoon or vice versa and not have a problem with having a quiet day that's when I started to actually get more out of it because for me I enjoy going to the supermarket where we're traveling and, and yeah. going local places and, you know, going to a local pub or restaurant and not kind of sticking around the tourist streets and things like that. And that's, for me, where where the majority of my really fond memories come from. Yeah, oh, I completely agree. I mean, that's what I loved my three days in Paris by myself because I did start to feel a bit like a local by mm. the end of it. And you do, you know, you're seeing the same people when you – because you go to the same coffee shop and you – sit there for your 20 minutes and read the paper or whatever. And I certainly know, um, so I've been to New York and I spent, uh, I did the marathon there as well. Um, basically anywhere I go, I have to combine it with a some kind of running event or sporting <laughs> event. I know. And, and that's how I get, you know, I'm dying to go to Berlin and do the marathon there, but I'm dying to go to Berlin because I, I love Germany, the brief stop that we did there on a, on a tour once. But, um, yeah, the, expe- the the best travel experiences I have is when I was when I had a friend in the city or a friend who used to live there. So I've been to New York, and when I went there for the marathon, initially I was you know in a hotel up near Central Park, and up until the point where we did the marathon, and then I went and stayed with a friend afterwards. And staying with my friend and being able to see New York and going to the places that she was able to take me as a local 
was such a different experience and so yeah so fun and the same um I experienced the same in Montreal um seeing that city as a local because I was there with a friend we were there to do a triathlon but she used to live there so we you know she got it just was going around the city as a local rather than going around the city as a tourist. It was such a different experience and I just loved it so much. So if ever I'm able to go to a city and and catch up with someone who lives there, I just love the little insights into the city that that gives me and they're, they're my favourite travel experiences, I find. Yes, I, I, I totally agree. I actually had a listener email me a few weeks ago and she works for a company that puts together these if, like if you don't have a local friend, it puts you in touch with local people who want to introduce you to their city like a local. And it's actually called likealocalguide.com. And you can either join as a local person and then take people on tours or you can put your, your current city in or your destination in and they will they will match you up with someone. And they've also got obviously written guides and things like that. But I, I think there is a massive benefit to kind of skipping the tourist traps and heading yeah. to where the locals go. So I, I, I totally agree. And I wish we had have had something like this on hand when we did our European trip, because I think there's so much history in some of the European cities that you feel like you need to go and see. And I don't regret any of it, but there are, I, I, upon coming home and reading more about the city, there's all these other gems that you wouldn't necessarily have known because they're not on the same tourist trail so I think that if you can connect with a local, that is such a, a massive benefit of traveling. Yeah, I think that's such a great idea um, from those people because, yeah, it does give people such such a, uh, such a different experience. Um, and, yeah, I, yeah, certainly from my own experience, I know that, yeah, ticking boxes is great but then also leaves you a little feeling a little bit empty because you've got these expectations. Whereas when you see those, you know, see all the local spots and just get to wander around the city and feel like it's a bit like home, I think that's such a lovely feeling. Um, but speaking of home, do you want to talk about reentry, Brooke? Before we finish up today, how's really. reentry been? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to talk about it. No, um, I will say though, in defence of touristy things, I love Disneyland. Like things like that, are just my jam. I, I, I couldn't do it forever, don't get me wrong, but we did come back via LA because that was our just our stopover and we spent a couple of days in Disneyland. It is so much fun. Yeah, oh, I've, I went to Disneyland as a kid, like when we I, I was born in Trinidad and Tobago and then we moved to Australia, so kind of on the way here we went to Disneyland, we went, we went through Florida, etc. Um, so that was like when I was nine. I, have, I haven't been back since. So, yeah, I've heard a lot of people say they love it as an adult. Like it's a yeah. whole different thing. It is. And I think I would like with kids or without kids, I'd, I'd still absolutely adore it. I just um, – the, the magic and the fun and it's ridiculous and it's over the top and it's awesome. So, yeah, <laughs> lest you think that I'm, you know, this – super serious slow traveling type that is not the case uh i think there is definitely room for things like that it's just you know and if you want to do those kind of things like don't do them because you feel like you have to is is probably my personal mantra but coming home has been you know what it's interesting actually it's um ben and i we this is our second trip to canada with the kids we did go a couple of years ago and coming home then was really tough like incredibly difficult for months and months afterwards because 
neither of us were in a great place, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of kind of dissatisfaction and we were really discontent with a lot. And I think looking back, that was another big cycle of reevaluating our values and the way we were living our life. And that kind of really kicked us in the guts when we're in the midst of that. And we came home and we'd come home from this incredible trip and we were sort of really stuck. This time it has been different, I will say, because Ben um, and I started our company the beginning of this year. So we're working together and we feel like we're really shifting towards a life that's much more in alignment with our values. And I, I feel that. Yeah. You know, I really feel a lot more, um, I, <laughs> I would say a lot more content, but I'm also, it's also ask, getting me to ask a lot of questions of myself and what we want, because I think we, we've got plans. I mean, we would love to go back to Canada more permanently or at least for a long-term yeah. trip, but we also would love to travel extensively long-term. You know, I'm at the point now where I would sell everything and go just for <laughs> years and years and years on end. So it's it's interesting in one part like I don't have the the discontent sadness that I had last time we came home because we're in a much better place and I think we're kind of on the front foot yeah in terms of the life that we're creating but it has been a little uh you know confronting because we're like well what what do we want you know really what what are we what are we looking for what does that actually look like not just you know a, a an idea in our minds but what does it actually look like and I think we'll look back and see it as a period in time just before we stepped towards that yeah um, it was, it's um, I feel like it's been almost like a taster for you guys of yeah. you know the whole reason that you've started this business is it's something that in theory you can do from anywhere in the world yeah and it's given you a taste for you know, doing that business from anywhere in the world. And um, Ant and I are a little bit the same. Like we have a, you know, effectively a brick, brick and mortar business in a, in our Swish design business at home. But we are currently, you know, so we've been away to a conference in the Philippines the last two years, which is um, Chris Ducker's Tropical Think Tank. And what what that conference has shown us is, Again, the power of taking your business completely online. You know, in, in theory, Ant and I could go away and we, you know, well, I don't, actually, no, he could. We can't run the business completely online because he still does kind of one-on-one meetings with new clients over here. But as we shift our business model away from that one-on-one consulting kind of model to something that's much more online. We get to see, you know, at Tropical Think Tank, we got to meet a lot of people whose businesses were completely online and who were able to jump all over the world doing what they want. Because certainly my, you know, both of our dream is to be able to go somewhere, um, France for me, because I just, I adore France, and just drop ourselves there for like three to six months and fully, fully immerse ourselves and the kids in that one place and because we just think it would be just the most incredible experience for all of us, um, mm-hmm. incredible growth experience, incredible life experience. Um, but, yeah, we're in that same position where, we're like, first we have to set up our business to allow us to do that and we're certainly making steps towards that and I think you guys have kind of made giant steps towards that and this, this last trip to Canada has probably been quite exciting because it's, showing you that it's possible exactly yeah I really we really feel like it's something that we could not only cope with but thrive with I mean and this was a 
this was was mostly a holiday, which we was by design in the end because we did yeah. toy with the idea of of making it a half work half holiday. But in the end, we decided that we we wanted the break and we would have benefited as a family from the break, which we did. But we did. I mean, when you run your own business, you can't fully step away. No. <laughs> for for all, like literally a month. So there was there was things that we needed to do, and it was really comfortable and something that we both quite enjoyed as you would you know to be able to to do a few hours of work in the morning and then go explore or go for a hike or yeah go and see bears so again that wouldn't be what life is like if we took life on the road and I we we both understand that because we've had people say you know that that's that your relationship with the place would be very different if you were working and living there and I think that's I mean we we really do understand that but to me, to be able to do that and, and have freedom of location would be phenomenal. Thank you for listening to this episode of Let It Be. If you want to connect with Kelly or myself, you can find us on social media. Kelly is at Kelly Exeter on Twitter. And on Facebook, if you search for A Life Less Frantic, you will find her there. And on uh, Twitter, I'm at Brooke McCallery. And on Facebook, I'm at Slow Your Home. And uh, if you wanted to either reach out to us on Twitter, you can use hashtag LetItBePod or uh, head over to LetItBe.fm and you can find our show notes and other information about the show. And finally, if you wanted or felt, you know, the desire to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. And, um, you know, we we read them all and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and then uh, tell us what you think. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.